The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly father. And so I say to you, you are Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. Happy feast day to everybody. Last night, Mass was packed. So I think mostly because all the waffle makers were at Mass. So, um, so just a reminder, everybody's invited to breakfast afterwards today. And, um, and it's really a day of, of great gratitude um, just for the gifts that, that our Lord has given to us. And... And for the life and the intercession and the patronage of St. Leo. The reading for today's gospel or for today's feast day is from the gospel according to Matthew, where Jesus asks this question, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And, and that's really such an important question for all time. It's an important question for all time. It was an important question at the time of our Lord because... Like He came to reveal to the world who he is. He came to reveal to the world that he is the Son of God. And it's almost like he asks his disciples just sort of to check for understanding. You know, like when you're teaching class and you kind of like ask a question just because you're wondering, like, are they getting it? So who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they start to answer Well, some people say John the Baptist, and other people say Elijah, and still others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And so there's there's lots of different ideas floating around about who our Lord is. And then he looks at them more pointedly and says, who do you say that I am? And it's Peter who speaks up saying, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And, and so Peter is the one who gives clarity about who Jesus is. And then our Lord praises him and says, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. So, so and even when our Lord praises Peter, he recognizes and affirms in Peter that there's this charism he received 
from the Heavenly Father to provide clarity about who Jesus is. And then our Lord goes deeper into what that charism is about, and he says, I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. And I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And so he points to the authority that Peter will have among the apostles and that Peter will pass on to each successor. And every pope that follows afterwards has that same charism, that gift of the Holy Spirit to provide clarity about who our Lord is. And the authority to teach that. And so as we celebrate the feast day of Pope St. Leo the Great, we're reminded that like, he shared in that same charism and he really had the same responsibility because in his own time, when he was elected Pope and consecrated to be the Pope in the year 440, there were lots of people who thought lots of different things about who Jesus is. So in his own time, there were, there were parts of the church that would say, well, some people say that Jesus was only God and he wasn't really man. Some people say that Jesus is sort of two people and the divine nature sort of just cooperated with the human nature, but he wasn't really fully human and fully divine which was called the Nestorian heresy. Some people say that Jesus was created and he's not eternal. That's the Arian heresy. Some people say that Jesus was just a man who set a good example for us, which would be like the Pelagian heresy. And and why the reason that St. Leo is called St. Leo the Great is because he wrote volumes in order to clarify the answer to that question, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Affirming the fact that Jesus is fully God and fully man. He's 100% human, 100% divine. That he's one divine person with two natures. Which means he became like us in all things but sin. Also to clarify the fact that that when he gave his life for us on the cross, the grace that pours out from the cross enables each and every one of us to be children of God. The grace that pours out from the cross enables each and every one of us to live the way that our Lord has called us to live. And the greatness of his pontificate was was providing clarity to the answer to that question. And, and he protected the church, not only in, in its doctrine, but, but actually like physically protected the church from the onslaught of barbarians. And, and there's this famous scene, it's like my favorite St. Leo the Great story, where Attila the Hun was kind of conquering through and breaking into Europe and breaking into northern Italy, and he had already conquered, like, Milan and some of the other northern cities and was making his way towards Rome. And so Pope Leo goes out 
with a delegation to meet him in order to prevent him from going and taking Rome. And as he met Attila the Hun on the battlefield, Attila turned and retreated. And later on, when he was asked why he retreated, he said that when he saw the Holy Father standing there, he also saw like these two other figures standing behind him being St. Peter and St. Paul. And he cowered at that vision and turned around. And, and the beauty in that story is that it wasn't simply by his own humanity that he got Attila the Hun to turn around, but it was also that charism that was given to him. And the fulfillment of the promise that Jesus made that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And, and that whole image is depicted in, in a painting by Raphael, which, which actually is hanging in the back of church back there, if anybody wants to check it out after Mass. And for us in our own time, like this, the intercession of St. Leo the Great is so important. Because in our own time, we live in a world where lots of people say lots of things about who Jesus is. And in our own time, we can fall into that temptation to think that Jesus is just sort of like a guy who set a good example for us. Or we can fall into that temptation to think that the church is just like a social service organization. Or we can fall into a temptation that to kind of think that Jesus is only God and, and that only like spiritual things matter. We also live in a world where that, that heresy that says Jesus as humanity and his divinity are two separate different things, it manifests in the way people talk about the human person. When we say things like, like our body and our soul can be two totally separate things. Or it manifests in, in the fact that so many of us lose sight of the fact that we're beloved sons and daughters of God. We can all forget that the grace of God brings unity and integrity to our hearts. And it's the grace of God that also brings unity among each and every one of us. And some of St. Leo's other writings, he writes about the unity of the church and his responsibility to hold the church together in unity, despite like, all of the different parts of the world that the church involves or the different social classes and different backgrounds that people have that, that our unity comes from. The fact that each of us has been redeemed by the same person. And it's also that unity that we ourselves need so much in our time. It's a unity that we long for and it's a unity that our Lord desires to bring within our own families, within our own parish, within our parish, broader parish family and throughout the world. And so today let us pray that that we come to a deeper understanding of the answer to that question. Who do you say that I am?
that we come to know our Lord is in fact the Christ, the Son of the living God, the one who came into the world, the one who can save us from our sins, the one who brings integrity to our hearts, the one who brings light in the darkness. And that as we grow in union with our Lord, that we become witnesses to the truth of who he is and to his transforming power by every thought, every word, and every work of our lives.